So hey, and welcome back to The Expert Edge. I've got a really cool episode for you. We're gonna be going through exactly how to craft beliefs in your content so that your audience doesn't just listen and write nice comments, but for the right people, they're going to ask you when they can join your programs. Would that be a good result? Well, that is the result of our conversation today. And if you are really serious about learning how to communicate in a valuable way, but also to attract the right people into your programs, then you've got to come and join me for a live workshop coming up really soon. It's called the five secrets to selling on webinars and virtual events. And I'm going to be taking you through the exact methodology that I teach hundreds of people around the world, the top influencers in the world to be able to communicate in a way that attracts their audience into their programs and creates a bunch of clients. And so there is a link in the show notes. Uh, There is also, if you want to just type into your URL, which is Colin Boyd, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D.co forward slash workshop, colinboyd.co forward slash workshop. I'm going to be taking you through the secret to choosing the right signature story so that your audience rushes to join your programs before you've even made an offer. Would that be good? I'm going to talk to you about why selling at the end of your presentation is the wrong thing you should be doing. That's that's going to repel clients. And the surprising and simple things you need to be doing throughout your presentation to really get conversions. I'm going to share with you a way that you can move from feeling fearful about your content and why you might be fearful that no one wants to join your programs and how you can start feeling more confident using what we call the confidence focus technique. My goal is this, is that you're going to walk away from this workshop feeling really clear, confident, ready to create virtual and live presentations that don't just get you claps they get you a flood of clients every time. So that's going to be called, that's what, that's what I call the five secrets to selling on webinars and virtual events. I'm excited for this. I rarely run this training and it's going to be a live interactive workshop. Go there. I'm running it twice on, uh, on the day. On the day, I'm going to be running it twice so you can choose your time, what suits you best. And it's completely free and it's going to be super practical, right? It's going to be really practical, some things that you can implement right away and so that you can start getting more clients from your presentations, your webinars, your workshops, all that sort of stuff. So head over, the link is in the show notes. And I'm excited about this episode. Uh, Like I said, we're going to be covering the big beliefs. In fact, the three big beliefs you need to be installing in your content to create better conversions. And we're going to be going deeper into this sort of stuff in in the live workshop. So make sure to sign up to that. So guys, let's get into it. Uh, The episode all about installing conversion beliefs. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Okay, so let's have a chat about buying beliefs. Uh, the more and more I teach sales and sales from, you know, stages and webinars, etc., uh, the more I realize just how important it is to spend time deconstructing, installing, and really helping people to create certain beliefs in their mind uh, so that their audience can move forward with their program or product if they're the right fit. 
Now, I think so often coaches and course creators make the mistake of heading into their trainings, their webinars or whatever they're running. And what they do is they get the content from their course and they think, what are some really cool things that I can put into this into this uh, webinar so that when the audience hears it, they think, wow, this is amazing. Uh, imagine what I get when I pay money to this person. That's going to be so much better. Now, the problem is, is that that is like the old way of doing it. That's the way that you're going to get some nice comments, but you're not going to get clients. Now, I think that there's a better way. I think there's a better way to create value in any presentation you give. So whether someone joins your program or not, they will walk away and genuinely feel like they got a lot of value, a lot of clarity, a lot of distinctions from the training. But it also creates this huge amount of desire for people to move forward with you if they believe they are the right fit for you. And so what I wanted to do in this uh, short episode, I wanted to unpack three of uh, a few of the beliefs that I think you need to be installing into your content, into your audience's minds, so that if they are the right fit, they will be less reluctant and more uh, driven to move forward into your products and programs. Would that be good? That by the end of our time together, you'll be really clear on at least three ideas that you can install into your trainings so that you can move forward. Now, uh, there, are, there are actually about six, we don't have time to go through all of them today, but I'm going to share three, what I think three, some of the most important beliefs that you need to be installing in your content. Now, when I say installing, I, what I mean by that is when it comes to designing your content, uh, and this could even be in your videos, on your social posts, on your emails, all this sort of stuff. This is some of the content that you need to be putting in to your trainings so that uh, so that people can move forward. So let's get into it today. So the first belief is this, is that, is that what you help people with is a new opportunity. Now, what I mean by new opportunity is that for most people, they have got They've tried something in this vicinity before. For example, let's say you teach uh, health and fitness. I could guarantee that there are some people who have tried a certain diet or they've tried personal training or they've tried going to the gym or they've tried different methodologies to get the results that you also help them get. Does that make sense? I know for me, uh, one time, you know, several years ago, I bought a program called P90X. It's one of those hardcore, you know, uh, video training programs where you do the workout at home. But I remember watching one of those infomercials. I, I was sitting in Manly at the time when we were living in Australia, and we just had my young son, Jonah, and I was definitely putting on some dad weight, <laughs> and I was well aware of that. And I was thinking, oh, it'd be great to get back into, into my fitness. And I'd done, you know, training before. I'd trained at the gym. I'd done personal training. I'd done all sorts of stuff. And then I saw this P90X. And, I, and, and the way they presented it was that this was the new opportunity. It was the new, it was the new vehicle that would get you the result that you wanted faster, more easily, more elegant than ever before. And uh, I saw it and I was convinced. I was like, this is insane. Now I joined it. And to be honest, I got, I actually got some really great results, right? I joined it. Uh, I got some great results. Now, am I still doing it now? No, I'm not still doing it now. 
But but for me, what they did really well was they presented the new opportunity. Does that make sense? So, you know, for that season of my life, I used that methodology and it worked, it worked amazingly. And so what you need to think about is when you're presenting what you do, don't present it as just another way to get the result that people want. Now, I know you're probably, you're probably not consciously going to say it like that. Hey, hey, guys, this is just another way to get the same result that you get with every other vehicle. But what, what, what people do make the mistake of is not clearly declaring that the vehicle or the methodology that you are helping them with is a new experience. It's a new opportunity. It's fascinating. I look at things like cryptocurrency. And whether you've invested in cryptocurrency or not, uh, if, from surveys, a lot of millennials believe that their main retirement strategy or their main wealth building strategy is just to get rich through crypto, right? Now, what is crypto? Crypto is a new opportunity. It's a new way to create wealth, right? It's a completely different opportunity than what, what we'd seen before. And so what you need to be doing is when you're presenting your content, you want to be thinking about how can I articulate what I do and my methodology in a way where the audience goes, wow, this is really new. This is fresh. This is not like something I've done before because this is the mistake that happens, guys. This is what I want you to get is that if you don't present what you do as a new way of doing something, as a new opportunity, what they're going to do is they are going to tie all of the previous failures that they've had in this in this particular area, they're going to just tie it to your program and your product. Does that make sense? And so for me, when I saw the P90X, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never done something like that before. And so a really simple way of doing it, this is what we teach in Self from Stage Academy, is is just putting what you do into a unique framework. Now, we've got a whole training in there that really like takes you through like how to create the frameworks and how the uniqueness of them. But for this episode, what I want you to do is I want you to be thinking about what, what's a unique way that you can articulate what you do. So for me, a unique way is, is that I help people create valuable content and then use what we call infusion selling. So infusion selling is where you teach and you sell at the same time. And so most people make the mistake of teaching how-to content and then going to a sales pitch where if you teach the right type of content and then use infusion selling, it really uh, dramatically increases the amount of conversions that you're going to get. Does this make any sense? And so that's my way of, of articulating how what we do is a unique opportunity. It's a unique way. It's not like what you've heard before. And so my question is, is have you clearly declared to your audience that the way that you teach, the way that what you do and implement is a new opportunity for them so that it's not tied to previous past failures and past um, challenges? Okay, so the first big idea is this, is that it's a new opportunity. The second big idea is that this is something that they can do. And they may not be able to do it themselves completely, but it's something that they can do. They can actually do. Now, how do we do this? How do we actually show them that it's something that they can do? Well, one of the great, uh, I think, misunderstandings of selling or the misunderstandings of communication is 
for many people, I think what they try to do is they try to show the audience that they're very smart. They try to show the audience that they know more than the audience does. Now, the problem with that is that the audience will actually disconnect themselves and their ability to be able to follow what you do if you do that. So the main goal of great communication or the great main goal of, of great sales is not to show them that you're smarter than them. It's actually to create clarity and show them the process, the big picture, the big structure of of how you can help them to do and get the result that they want to get. Remember, it's not the result that you want, it's the result that they want to get already. And it just so happens that your process gets them there faster with less money, less time, less pain, uh, and they're going to get the results that they want. And so I want you to write this down or think about this. Have you been teaching from the place of trying to show your audience that you know a lot, trying to show your audience that you're smarter than them. Now, you may not you may not articulate it like that, right? You may not go, you know what, I'm going to show my audience that I'm like really smart. But we do it unconsciously. We do it without knowing. And, and how this comes out is that we teach too much content. Have you ever done that before? Like you teach way too much content in your trainings. And so essentially, it's actually coming from this need to prove that you know a lot of stuff. Now, the problem with that is that it's going to overwhelm the audience and it's going to detract from this question, which is, this is something that they can do or this is something that they can implement. So for example, in one of the trainings that we've got coming up, which by the way, if you haven't registered, make sure you register columnboy.co forward slash workshop. Uh, in one of the trainings we've got coming up, I talk about that there is, it's a simple four-step process for designing a webinar that converts, right? It is you touch their hearts and in the in the training, I'm going to go through in detail like how that looks, what that looks like, et cetera. So you touch their hearts, you shift their minds, you don't you don't just educate their minds, you shift their minds, you equip their hands. Now, with equipping of hands, there's something unique that you have to do if you're selling. If you're not selling, then you're going to go heavy on equipping hands. If you're selling, there's a certain amount of equipping your hands you need to do. And then and then you want to move their feet. And moving their feet is moving into the pitch itself. And there's a specific structure that that looks like, right? And so this four-step process of touching hearts, shifting minds, equipping hands, moving feet is the simple four-step process that we teach. And I'm happy to show you it in the workshop, right? If you want to jump onto the workshop, make sure to get, jump on there live because they're going to be answering questions, all that sort of stuff. But what I love about this is that, first of all, when you see it, you'll see, wow, okay, that's a simple process that I can actually use and implement. It's something that I can do. Now, what's another way that you can show that they can do it? Well, another way that they you can show that they can do, that, do it is case studies. I love a good case study. And I'm curious, have you been integrating enough case studies into what you're doing? Have you been using other people's stories and moving and sharing their story in a way that moves from the challenge, the difficulty, the, you know, the challenge that they're, that they're in all the way through to the victory? excuse me, the victory that they are experiencing in their life. And so case studies are a really great way of doing it. And with your case studies, you want to make sure that there's people 
that you're uh, showcasing at all different levels of experience. So you want to show people, yes, who are highly experienced, but you also want to show people who are not experienced, who've never never done it before, or maybe at a medium level. And so the more variety you can have in your case studies, or the more they are your case studies are aligned with your perfect avatar. Obviously, you're going to attract more of those people. But I also think about for me, I'm thinking, okay, am I showing that that people can do it when they're just starting out, right? Which they can, when they're just, they've never ran the training before or a webinar or people who are already doing a couple of hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, and they're really doing well. They just want to dial it in and actually get more, more conversions. And so this is another way of, of uh, showing that this is something that they can do. So my question is, is are you using your trainings to show people that you know heaps of stuff or are you communicating in a way that's really clear that it's obvious that they can do through stories, through case studies, through a clear process, a clear framework. And that is giving them confidence. It's answering that question of, hey, if I join this program, if I really give this a go, is this something that I can do and get the results myself? Because they have this fear. They don't want to look stupid, right? People don't want to look stupid. I know I don't. They don't want to join a program and then go to their spouse six months later and go, you know what? I couldn't work it out. I couldn't do it. And so you've got to answer that question of, is this something that they can do? So that's the second big question you have to answer anytime you're presenting an idea or anytime you're presenting a training. The third big idea is that you have to answer is, is that question of, of you being a trustworthy guide. And so when people, especially obviously when they're buying over the internet, now, now buying over the internet has obviously improved a lot in terms of the trustworthiness. Uh, and when it, you know, when it first came out, buying something over the internet was crazy, but now it's obviously very trusted. However, there is still a level of trust that people must move through in order to join your program. And if your program's priced anywhere over $500, there's a good level of trust that people have to have in you to be able to you know, trust you enough to hand over their, their hard-earned money. And so a great way to answer this, to answer this trustworthy uh, you know, question is first of all, in your signature story. Now, I teach what we call a conversion story. And a conversion story is the story that you share that leads to the right belief that the audience has to say yes to your program. Okay, that's what we call a conversion story. But your conversion story, your signature story, really should answer that question that you are like them or you were like them. At some stage in your life, you were like them. So all of a sudden, people trust people who are like them. It's why, you know, you might go to a gathering like a party and you'll see people across the room and if they're wearing something similar or they look like they're like you, like physically they're wearing a similar thing, maybe not the exact same dress or the exact same, you know, guys probably don't care. Guys are like stoked, right? When someone's wearing the same shirt, you're like, dude, you're wearing the same shirt. Um, It's not always the same case. Sometimes the same case with ladies, but... (laughs) You get it. So, um, right. So, but what I'm saying here is like, we look for people who are like us. And, uh, you know, and, and so what that means is that we build trust with people who are like us. So we have to answer that question of, 
Are you like them or were you like them at some stage in your life? And your signature story, your conversion story has to answer that answer that question. Now, we also do that through obviously results, right? So sharing case studies, which I've mentioned before, like sharing case studies. And can you see how, you know, some of these methodologies overlap answering these questions. So you don't always have to clearly bring out the idea of, of you know, asking that question of, hey, am I trustworthy? Like you don't have to ask that question, but you have to prove it and infuse it into your content so that the audience, you know, very quickly through the training answers that question of, is this person trustworthy? Another great way of doing it is actually through your tone and it's through what you're wearing. It's how you present. Uh, so by the way, the color blue is the color of credibility, right? And so if you have something blue or wearing blue or something like that is a really nice color to wear when you're presenting uh, for your you know, for your presentation. Some of you might have a different brand and all that sort of stuff and brand colors, that's totally fine. But what I'm saying is like blue is a credibility color. Even your tone, you know, if, if, you're, if you're speaking and you're inflecting like this when you're teaching, have you ever heard someone talk like this and they're inflecting all the time? And <laughs> you probably notice that even when I'm doing that, you're thinking, what on earth is going on? It just takes away my credibility, don't you think? Can you hear it? Like even just my tone, just changing my tone slightly or quite a bit, a bit but it, it, it impacts the credibility significantly, okay? And so these are three big ideas, three big beliefs that you have to install into your audience's mind. So this third belief is that, are you trustworthy? Are you a trustworthy guide? One other way of doing that is actually to show what you stand for and what you are against. Because what will happen is, is they will start to go, wow, I'm on board with that as well. So for me, I'm against the idea of just teaching more and more how-to content, overloading the audience with just a whole bunch of stuff and not getting sales, right? Like I'm against that. What I'm for is communicating in a way that creates value but also attracts the right person into your or into your programs. And it attracts them. It's that specific word attract. It doesn't force them. It attracts the right person into the programs. Right. So so declaring what you stand for and what you're against is is really helpful in building trust in you as a guide because the audience is going to go, oh my gosh, like I want to stop doing that and I want to start doing this. Okay, and so these are three big ideas that you need to be infusing, installing into your content and thinking about when you're creating content so that it really leads to a high conversion. So the first one was that this is a new opportunity. It's like nothing they've never see, they've ever seen before. That this is something that they can do. They can actually do it. They're not confused. They can actually do it. And that you are a trustworthy guide. You're someone who that they can trust, they can lean on, that you've got integrity with what you do and your process. And you can help them to get a result. Now, like I mentioned before, if you are really serious about up-leveling your ability to communicate on a, on a live stream, on a webinar, on any sort of presentation platform and actually get clients, then I want to encourage you to make sure to come and join my live workshop, which is coming up, which is called The Five Secrets to Selling from Webinar and Virtual Stages. I'm going to be going deep into this stuff and so much more that will help you to unpack 
the ideas that you need to be putting into your content to create more conversions. So the link is in the show notes, or you can just type in colinboyd.co, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D, colinboyd.co forward slash workshop. And that will take you to sign up for that. So, hey, I hope to see you on there. If you find yourself struggling with knowing how to create content, how much content to keep in and what content to take out, if you ever struggle with like over creating too much content for people and just just you know overloading people with content, then this training, this workshop is going to be really, really powerful for you. So go over, uh, sign up, and I'm looking forward to interacting with you on that training coming up really soon. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.